podcast listeners welcome to another edition of pwc connections the podcast we're back in the bucket for another episode i'll be one of your hosts my name is lamont hensing and joining me is i'm courtney lucas hey courtney hi lamont we're doing this again again we're getting pretty good at it and so you know we have to keep doing it right <laughs> it's, it's, i guess the more we do it the better we get that's right <laughs> all right so coming up it is engineers week an exciting time to kind of celebrate what engineers do and you know engineers really are the problem solvers of the world whether or not people know it and luckily we got two of our colleagues joining us to kind of help us talk about engineers week stem and you know their edu their career journeys like that one we got miss misty manning how you doing misty i'm good how are you doing i'm doing well thank you for joining us in the bucket thank you for having me and also we got mr joel valley how's it going joel very good thank you thank you as well for joining us so all right let's get started oh courtney what you got i have i've always heard a joke that um if it weren't for engineers, the world would like collapse and on itself because if it wasn't for them, you know, they, they fix everything, they create everything, they make everything happen. These mm -hmm. microphones, yeah. engineers, where's your the laptop, funny? engineers, Where, my cell phone, engineers. What's, what's the joke? I guess it wasn't a joke. Oh. It was just a, the joke's on you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's really just the truth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, all right, let's get started and talk about uh, a little bit of how you guys even got to the point you are in your career path. Uh, Joel, let's start with you. Let's talk about discovering engineering. Uh, let's start from, yeah. from a youth standpoint. Let's go back a long time, too. <laughs> so it all started with rock and roll, okay. believe it or not, and uh, working with bands. I was a young teenager at the time, and I had an older brother who's in the band. So okay. I assumed a role of uh, running sound. No way. Yeah. So uh, from that, I could have uh, we, used your help about two weeks ago. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, we started doing a lot of stuff. There's with, the uh, joke. There you yeah. go. We, uh, um, I went on for d doing this for almost seven years. So we did all sorts of stuff. We were on FM radio stations. We were, uh, back then they didn't have, uh, you know, uh, like the digital version, but we had 45 record okay. and we recorded two 45s. That would mean four songs in a studio so that was real cool 45s are like the smaller records yeah it was a smaller record singles right uh, if you will and then um uh, we built um, sound systems we uh built light light stage shows and um anyway so i did that all the way through my freshman freshman year in college so um it was very interesting and learned a lot right. and uh you know working with the big sound boards and uh so you, you know, kind of were a sound engineer a sound first. engineer yeah. yeah i've seen those guys on tv right so well, so yeah and, and you know putting this stuff together was really part of the interest to it too so that's what actually got me wanting to go to electronics engineering school gotcha gotcha misty same way i'm gonna swing it over to you how did you kind of discover engineering well um mine was not as exciting as those <laughs> um i was kind of steered that way by my high school calculus teacher. I excelled in math pretty much from the get go. Mm. And as a child, I wanted to know how stuff worked, right. where stuff came from. Um, so my parents and my high school calculus teacher steered me in that direction. Um, I actually volunteered as a firefighter um, when I was a teenager up into early adulthood. And I initially wanted to design fire trucks that okay. kind of interested me. Um, 
my dad's a fire chief and I was able to go and take part when they were specking out trucks and things like that. So that kind of interests me, um, along with the math. So I, that's what I went in as mechanical, mm. wanting to design fire trucks. Um, and then I switched over to civil, but yeah, that's kind of how mine's not as exciting as Joel's. No, fire trucks are cool. That is <laughs> yeah. cool. They are like cool, but trucks. then I realized that in order to do that, I would have to live far away. Okay. Um, there's nothing around here where you do that. And also, um, when I got into college in mechanical, I realized that I kind of like things that don't move. Hmm. So, you know, uh, all the moving parts and things like that, I didn't really enjoy that type of math. I liked like a designated solution to the problem. Okay. So I switched up to civil. Mm. And you went to NC State, right? I did. Can you talk about that? (laughs) Yes, I sure did. Um, Yeah. um, Like I said, my calculus teacher, she she steered me in that direction. I think she saw that my brain worked Mm -hmm. in that that's the way I was wired. And I kind of was leaning more towards that. So she really pushed me to apply to NC State to um, go to engineering school and she got in touch with my parents and they all, they just kind of pushed me in that direction. But definitely depending on which field of engineering you go into, because engineering is so much wider than just electrical or civil. Mm -hmm. Um, you really need the sciences and the math and things like that are so important for that because it is the foundation of engineering. Um, so you definitely use math a lot, um, and the theory of math and some of the reasonings behind it, um, are apply to your problem solving in engineering. Would you say the same, Joel? I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't mean to step on you. Was it the same for you when you got to school? You were, I would imagine it'd be a little different because of the timing Yeah, when you got your career started. Yeah. I had a lot different journey, uh, in the sense I started at, uh, electronics engineering school and um, in the midst there, I started a job working for a, a company built solid state electronic meters for the power utility industry. Okay. So um, I got really involved in that. And while that was going on school and trying to run sound for bands and everything, I ended up having put school on hold. At least I felt I did. Uh-huh. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I look back and w- wish I would have made different choice, but I didn't. And I ended up um, having to uh, return to school like in the early 90s. And then again, life has its changes mm-hmm. and had my first child. Uh-huh. So that uh, busy man, busy guy again. So we, I made school for about 18 months. And mm-hmm. after the, the child was born, uh, had to put school on hold again. Uh-huh. So then I made it a third time. So I make it is about 2007. I was uh, working for an engineering firm at the time. And I was like, well, I got to get my degree. So uh, decided to re-sign up uh-huh. for the third time. So the the old adage there, uh, third time is the charm. Uh-huh. So that's what I did. And I was able to complete my degree um, a, a, as I finally did. It was almost a 30-year journey for me. Though. One of the coolest things about Joel is that he used to design and build uh, turbines, wind turbines, wow. which I think is really awesome because if you've seen those things up close, they're as big as what would you compare them to, Joel? How big are they? They're, they're rather large. Your blades are upwards of the 200 plus feet long, each blade. That's insane. Yeah, so Every time I talk to you, Joel, I found out I find out like more fascinating things. It's like, you're one of my favorite people. I'm just telling you, like you do so <laughs> many, they, like you, I, I love to talk to you. Now, now Joel, you say, you I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt, but you say you were already working for an engineering firm. What made you think, uh, what 
pushed you to go back to school. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, working for the firm, we had a bid on projects and as we would, you know, put everything down and have the lead guy, you know, he might have a PhD or something, you know, and then all the other accolades of everybody else. And, you know, I had my accolades of, you know, year, years working in the industry, mm -hmm. but, you know, I didn't have a degree to go with it. So it's like, I've tried up to that point, I had tried twice. Okay. And uh, so I had a lot of credit hours. So I was thinking, Hey, I wonder what it would take, you know, to finish. So I got, uh, you know, with the school counselor and they said, well, uh, you take X number of credit hours and, you know, you could have your degree. So took 23 courses. And at that time, uh, I was able to produce 23 A's. Whoa. So, yeah. It's a lot so more we, than I've ever gotten. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> All right. So Misty, you, you said, uh, NC state go Wolfpack. That's All right. right. A great engineering school. I'm sure you learned a lot. What was your next step coming out of NC State? So while I was at NC State, um, I was able to get a summer internship working in the resident engineer's office for the Department of Transportation. Mm -hmm. And that is where I discovered my love of construction management and okay. construction. So um, how, long I, did, how long did you do the internship? So I did the internship. It lasted a full summer from May until August. And then... Um, the supervisor there, he worked to help me get an actual part-time job with DOT in Raleigh. So I worked for the Department of Transportation in Raleigh during college. I would go to school in the morning and I would work in the afternoon and I designed um, traffic control plans for like bridge replacements. We would determine the detour routes and sign those and also phase construction projects. And I really enjoyed that. And I did that for the last two years there. Okay. And um, when I graduated, I ended up getting on the transportation engineer training program with the Department of Transportation with the goal in mind of working at the resident engineer's office because I had fell in love with construction management. So I was fortunate enough that a position opened up here in Fayetteville mm -hmm. in the resident engineer's office. And I began work there about six months after I graduated from college. I came off the training program and went into that position. Wow. So I did that for five years. Um, and in the resident engineer's office, we pretty much um, administer the contracts for construction of the large highway projects, the bridge replacements, any roadway projects you see here in town. We All those orange cones I passed. That's, that's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly right. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Missy. Improving the infrastructure. That's <laughs> okay. what we were doing. Um, so um, after five years there, um, an opportunity arose here and I took a job here and I've been here ever since. Okay. So let's talk about um, PwC. You two run some pretty important areas. Let's uh, delve into that. Joel, what do you do at PwC? Well, I have the substation department. Uh, we do the SCADA, electric SCADA. We do... Um, commercial industrial metering, and then we also have an apparatus repair shop. And that's mostly the transformers that either hang on poles or are, are mounted on the ground. And what's a, a normal day like for you? Well, it's, it's pretty busy. We work with, uh, you know, highly technical people. So uh, it's, uh, uh, we're always trying to improve something. We always have projects going, multiple areas. Uh, and then we also have continued maintenance going on with the, uh, you know, 35 substations that we have out there. 35 substations. And can you tell us, tell our listeners what a substation is? We'll try to do it in a brief format for you. It's, uh, basically, we take high voltage in from Duke Energy and we step it down to a uh, transmission 
uh, voltage. In our case, it's 69,000 volts, and we transmit that around the city. And then at particular locations, every three or four miles, there's a substation. And that takes that 69,000 down to about 12,470 volts. And then that's put out on the streets. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what a lot of us see is those poles and wires. And then it, it gets into the neighborhoods and it's either going to be on a pole or a green box on the ground. Yeah. And we step it down to the 12240 that's in everybody's home. So we basically start out at 230,000 volts mm -hmm. all the way down to 120 by 240 volt for the house. I got it. That was a lot of numbers. I see why math is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would not be a good engineer. <laughs> I would not. Uh, so, Misty, tell us what you do here. So I am the engineering manager in the water resources engineering department. And in our department, we wear many hats. So we get involved in a lot of different um, activities in the water resources division. Um, we support all aspects of it. Uh, one thing you may see, new development, anytime there's a new development, a new subdivision, new restaurant, anything mm -hmm. that comes into town, we review their site plans and issue any necessary permits and things of that nature mm -hmm. for the water in the sewer. Um, we also uh, coordinate with DOT on the relocation of our facilities um, when they're doing major roadway projects. Um, we have a, an ongoing rehab program. Um, you know, we put pipe in the ground, but we've got to maintain that infrastructure. So we have an ongoing rehab program for both water and sewer, and we administer that program and work closely with water resources construction on that. Um, we also support our plants in any expansions or any um, engineering needs that they have. Um, we wear many hats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we offer a lot of support and we oversee um, the design and um, installation, um, phase five annexation. Um, a lot of people know that as the Big Bang. So we oversee the design and construction of sanitary sewer and water into those neighborhoods that were annexed. Um, that's a large chunk of our time. Um, so yeah, we, we, we have a lot going on, <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. Something new every day. Absolutely. Never yeah. a dull day. That's for, right. For That's either. right. No. So we have an electric guy in the house. We have water in the house. Um, do you all ever cross paths outside of, you know, the podcast room? <laughs> um, sometimes mm -hmm. we, um, definitely in engineering, we coordinate. Now I don't necessarily cross paths with substations very much. Mm -hmm. Um, but the electrical engineering side of the house, we try to coordinate with them on roadway projects and new projects that we have, um, just to kind of, you know, make sure we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, substations, not so much, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah we, yeah. we work with some of the plants like at Rockfish or Peelhofer and, Mm -hmm. And uh, because so they have their own substations, right? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, so we, we we assist them at the plants and trying to keep their power on. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we use two way feeds to try to keep them up and running as long as we can. I know um, sometimes when we have an outage, it's, it's, if it's a big one, it usually involves your guys. And if I'm on a call, for example, if it happens on the weekend and it's a large one, I'm like, oh lordy, and it's substations. I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's Joel's guys. Power will be on soon. No, no worries. Nothing to worry about here. A lot of confidence we, in you. We hope. That, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, everywhere I've ever worked, that's one of the things I try to do is to focus on what uh, rehab type stuff we can work on mm -hmm. that will minimize the length of an outage. And everything we prepare, everything we do on a daily basis has that focus to it so that we focus on what will help restore power faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our customers are very lucky. We, we don't experience a lot of outages. When we do, they are relatively short. 
Um, what would you all say is the coolest thing about your job? Most rewarding, most entertaining, most fascinating. I get to work with new technology and I think that's really interesting and also working with, you know, highly technical people. Mm -hmm. So it keeps you on your toes. So it's hard to, you know, get old when you're got such a young <laughs> group and they're bringing in all this new technology. Uh -huh. So I, I feel that's pretty cool. I love that your group has the apprenticeship program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we started that a few years back and that was to, you know, be able to bring people in and give them the, the background training and, and the safety and, and, and just the general knowledge of the industry um, as a whole. And so that they could, that we could groom them basically from the, almost the street level and bring them into um, becoming a substation technician and that they would have confidence when they're inside the fence with all that high voltage around them. And, and is, that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. So that they can make good decisions. And is that um, because of the aging out of our workforce? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, we're going to have a lot of retirements in the next five years. So, uh, you know, you have, you have to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. That's one way that we could do that. If people are interested in learning more about that program, how can they do so? Well, when we have those positions available, mm -hmm. then, then a lot of times that's what we would um, advertise to hire. Okay. And Misty, what do you love about your job? Um, the people, but also, you know, you, you communicate, like Joel said, with many different types of people, but also being able to see stuff from start to finish. So you, you know, you think of an idea, a project comes along, you're in on the planning stages of it, you know, and then you get to see it to fruition. Um, so that's always nice. And, and kind of like you alluded to Lamont, it's never a dull day. It's never the same thing. Um, and so I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's always a lot of problem solving for sure. It may not be math related or anything like that, but you're always looking to a solution. Are y'all still using math on a daily basis? <laughs> I use math a lot. Yeah. Really? Because yeah, mm -hmm. I've too. been to both of your offices and I see maps and plans and all that. And I'm wondering, what are you looking at? Because <laughs> all I see are a bunch of lines. <laughs> well, you know, sewer is all about all about math. I okay. mean, because everything flows downhill. So it's got to be at a certain slope. Uh -huh. So you need to know your basic trigonometry. Um, in our department, we have um, a survey party. Um, you know, they have to know math. Um, that's that's kind of exciting. Um, uh, they often get overlooked, but they're definitely a part of engineering. Mm -hmm. um, and they use math on a daily basis. Um, our engineers and our engineer techs and our drafting techs, they all use math and drawing out the plans and reviewing the plans and things like that. So, yeah. What advice would you guys have for uh, future engineers or, or youngsters who are starting to identify that they have an interest in engineering? Ladies first. So, you know, we recently celebrated um, the International Day of Women and Girls in Engineering. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, when you're in school and you're interested in math, you get labeled. Mm. And a lot of times people think that girls aren't, aren't as smart in math or if, if they are as smart in math, you know, something's wrong with that. But mm. I would just interest, if you're interested in science or math or anything like that, continue on with it. Don't be discouraged. And, and, you know, like Joel and I are given from, from the perspective of civil engineering and electrical engineering and sound engineering and wind turbines. I mean, there are just so many options out there. Um, and like Courtney alluded to earlier, anything we do, anything we touch, this building we're sitting in, these chairs we're sitting in, the food we eat, everything is from a solution from an engineer, you know, so that, I mean, there's just so a wide array of things. So if you're interested in something, I, I would just tell you to 
continue and move forward in that and you know don't get discouraged what about you joe uh, same thing here i would say you know stay the course and uh keep pursuing your curiosities and as you do you know take up the math and the sciences uh to strengthen that and then if you pursue that all the way into college and through some form of a science degree uh highly recommend that as you come out of college to uh apply for your PE, mm -hmm. um, get it while you're, everything's fresh, you're just coming out of tests and quizzes and all that stuff. And, and that's why you can uh, take that uh, study for a month or two and, and then take your PE and, you know, you'll be uh, on your way to a wonderful career and whatever you choose to do. Tell us what a PE is. A professional engineering license. So it just proves that you understand those different sciences mm -hmm. Um, that Misty has been talking about and the, the math that goes with it. And they check, it kind of tests all the disciplines and they'll focus on say what you're going to be a PE in, maybe if it's electric, but they're going to do some civil, they'll do mechanical and they'll test you on some math. So uh, it, it's a, it, it just proves it's another thing that goes with your degree mm -hmm. and makes you that much more valuable to a company you go uh, choose to work with. That's great. You know, I agree with you, Missy. I think whenever you have an interest in the sciences or math, you do get labeled, uh, you know, a, a geek or a nerd or something to that effect. I can't believe you said it. And I think that's why they. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to hold off on that, but <laughs> call put, it out. Yeah, let's okay. put it out there. I think that's a, why it was rebranded with the stem of, of them packaging science, technology, engineering and math. How important do you think it is for uh program for there to be STEM programs? Oh, I think it's, it's absolutely important. And I mean, you know, we recently, you know, have been on the lookout for engineers and they're in high demand. Um, and if you don't foster that early on, people don't have that interest and they don't realize. Um, so I think it's very important. And even if you don't pursue a career in STEM, you really need that as a basic foundation um, of understanding. This is going to sound a little goofy, but the only exposure <laughs> to engineering I can remember growing up was watching A Different World, and the character Dwayne Wayne yeah. was majoring in engineering. He was my favorite character. I loved that show. <laughs> now, I didn't know what he was majoring in, but he was always the smart one on the show. Uh -huh. He was good at math. Uh huh. So those are little things that and I And he kind had of... those glasses with yeah. the flip up, you know. And he got that job in like Japan or something mm -hmm. doing an engineering project yes. or something. Yeah. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> but it's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how do you feel about, you know, STEM programs? Oh, it's, it's such an uh, encouragement to see the youth and to see the STEM students we've run through uh, the PWC summer intern stuff and, and, uh, very impressive to see them and see them in action and working and taking, uh, you know, that desire they have with math and sciences uh, to a new level when they, they, uh, um, you know, get into college. So to piggyback off of that, um, we do have a summer internship program and uh, outside of the days of COVID, those interns would come in and spend the summer with us. They are paid and they can get positions within our engineering departments or other groups like Joel's area. Um, and we have hired interns before. Um, I think Cumberland County Schools, they do a really great job of working with PwC and partnering with us and the city um, to get those kids who are interested in STEM um, into the working environment. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are the parent of somebody who's interested, um, if you are listening yourself and you are a kid who's going to go into college, um, 
definitely reach out to PwC when it's summer internship time because um, we should we'll probably have something for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a fun episode. I greatly appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, anything, any closing words you, you want to leave us off with? Wind turbines are 200 yards. Each wow. blade. Each blade is 200 Each foot. 200, 200 foot. foot. Yeah. I was going to say 200 yards. Yards is, is a football field yeah. thing, That's right? two football fields. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a sports. I'm not an engineering person. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. That's right. okay. You don't have to be. But you I understand well. branding things Hello. like STEM. Damn. Yes. So. Yes. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for being the problem solvers you are. Uh, as engineering, I mean, working in engineering and just being our colleagues, we we greatly appreciate working with you guys. Uh, great energy, Misty. We've had the pleasure of working with you on some of those annexation meetings. And uh, you, you definitely know your stuff. Joel, I mean, you're Mr. Wisdom. Uh, everyone has a respect for you. Uh, you go about your business very uh, professionally uh you don't make a lot of noise but you make a lot of impact and it's greatly appreciated yeah like his youtube video that. right the, the yeah, most viewed youtube amazing. video yeah, yeah. misty yeah. and joel have both appeared on our tv show and i'm sorry misty but joel has tens of thousands of views he told on me yeah he told me i was so like he's a celebrity i cannot touch that <laughs> i cannot touch that all right well this has been another episode of pwc connections the podcast thank you for listening please continue to listen wherever you listen to podcasts whether that be google apple spotify wherever also make sure you check us out on social media fay pwc on facebook instagram twitter next door LinkedIn. What you got, Courtney? And the TV show, I just mentioned it's now streaming. So okay. if you have a Roku or a Fire Stick, uh, Apple TV, anything like that, you can watch the TV show whenever you want just by typing in Fateville PwC. Similar title, PwC Connections, the TV show. We, we try to keep it consistent, the branding and all that. We brand it. Right. Simple is better. That's right. Simple <laughs> is better. All right. Well, this has been another episode from The Bucket. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next time. We're signing out. Have a good one.